Welcome to the Disruptions in Oregon Real Estate Podcast with your host, Renee Nelson, helping you stay in the driver's seat of your investment portfolio. As a commercial real estate broker and investor herself, author Renee Nelson's passion is to keep your hard-earned real estate investments working for you. Her goal is to help Oregon real estate investors analyze and measure the value of their current real estate portfolio while exploring available opportunities. And now your host, Renee Nelson. Hi, Barry. How are you? Good. How are things in the market right now? They are crazy. Tell us, Renee. Okay, so here's the deal. As you probably know, if you've heard, read any media or heard anything on the news, interest rates are super low. Money is cheap. Money is really cheap. Here's what's motivating that. Unfortunately, as most people know, in China, there's the coronavirus. Sure. And that is making an impact on international investors who are bringing their money into America now. They're flooding our markets. America is kind of a safe haven. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. That also means then money's cheap because we have a surplus right now and lenders, the treasury, the 10-year treasury just dropped. So lenders drop their interest rates again. So I'm going to just give you kind of a a measurement, a tool, a measurement of how to look at this. Normal interest rates for a 10 to 20 unit apartment complex have been around 4.25 to 4.5%. Which is historically pretty good, isn't it? Yes. Okay. It's really good. I got a quote yesterday on a 20 unit apartment complex, just your two story bread and butter built in 1970s. No real bells and whistles, mm-hmm. not a lot of amenities. The lender quoted 3.95%. Wow, under four. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy right now what's happening with interest rates and the cost of money. So what that does for sellers, it's a good time to look and see if you want to trade up and go to bigger units or newer units. Because a lot of people that have an apartment complex in their portfolio, most people have owned that for a couple of years Mm -hmm. on an average, like seven to 10 years. Now's a good time to look at moving up and buying more units or going into something newer. So you might wind up going down to fewer units, but newer. So you're going to have less maintenance, less repair, and less headache of stuff to deal with. So this would be a 1031 exchange? Yes, you would do a 1031 exchange into newer units. Okay. Are we finding uh, a lot of people are thinking about doing this or are they just sitting there with their properties that they have been happy with over the last few years? You know, it's really interesting. I have a California investor that's looking to buy up to $10 million worth of uh, real estate right now. He specifically wants campus. So he called me and said, I have cash up to $10 million. Find me campus. I want something within walking distance to the U of O. I started calling all my clients in my database as well as all the multifamily owners within a one and a half mile radius of the U of O area. And a lot of people I'm finding are saying, you know, I don't know what I would do if I were to sell. And when I start asking them questions about, well, tell me about your property. Are you happy with your cash flow? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with my cash flow. And then I start asking them questions about, well, how's your maintenance been and how's the property performed? Then they really start to think, well, maybe I want to get out of student housing. So we're starting to see people that are looking at getting out of a certain type of real estate and go into something that's more passive in commercial real estate where they've got a tenant that's maintaining the property and paying the taxes and the insurance and the maintenance and repair. That's in more of a true commercial property compared to an apartment complex where, you know, 
you're going to have a property manager that's going to be taking care of things, but you're still going to be responsible financially for the maintenance and repair. Are you finding people are gravitating more, uh, getting out of apartments, maybe getting into more retail and stuff like that? Yeah. A lot of people have been concerned about the rent control. Mm -hmm. And so that's been one of the key motivators is people have watched their real estate portfolio, specifically apartments, really grow and get kind of at the top of the market. And they know that it's probably a good time for them to do something different with that property. So now they're looking at other opportunities like, okay, if I sold my eight plex, what could I 1031 exchange into? So an example, I have a client right now that's going to sell an eight plex and a four plex that are side by side. He's going to sell those and we're going to 1031 exchange him into an office building where it has two tenants. They're long-term established tenants. One tenant's been there since like the year 2000. That's how long he's been Mm -hmm. a tenant. He just signed a new five-year lease with two options to renew. And both of those tenants in that office building are responsible for the taxes, the insurance, and the maintenance and repair. And I know that I kind of keep mentioning that. And most people are probably like, why is that important? And the reason is because the rent that you are anticipating, that's all your money. That all goes in your pocket and you don't have to take care of the maintenance of the building. The tenant is responsible for that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's nice. It is. <laughs> and the taxes and the insurance and everything else. So you get to keep the building. Tenant pays everything. And that's also nice because I find that office tenants will take care of a building better. They'll fix things faster. They'll take care of it better because they know they're on the hook for the repairs. Good point. So rather than tolerating a leak in the ceiling of, oh, I don't want to call the landlord because he'll be mad at me or he's going to raise my rent. Instead of doing that, they get on it right away and fix it. That's a very good point. Yeah. I see that all the time. And I can't tell you how many times I go through an apartment inspection and I'll see either a bucket under a kitchen sink or a leak in the ceiling. And I'll say to the tenant, have you notified your landlord of this? No, not yet, because I'm afraid my landlord's going to be mad at me. My landlord will evict me. My landlord will raise my rent, which none of that can happen. It's the opposite. It is. And the landlords really want to know that yeah, stuff. So they, they want that feedback. It. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I just see all the time tenants are scared to approach their landlord with issues. So they don't say anything until they have a bucket under the sink catching a drip Mm -hmm. with an issue. All right. So money is cheap. What's your suggestion for people that uh, have properties and might want to trade up? What do you say? Here's what you really need to know is how's your property performing right now? Mm -hmm. And if you were to 1031 exchange into something different, how would that perform for you in the future? So I first look at cash flow. What are you earning in cash flow right now off of your property? And what are you going to be receiving for the new property that you 1031 exchange into? Some of my clients are deciding that capital gains are probably as low as they're going to be. And so a lot of my clients, I have one client in particular that's selling an apartment complex for $4 million. He's just decided he's going to pay the capital gains and sell it and pay the tax and be done with it. Done it. That's it. Put the cash in the bank. He's tired. He just doesn't doesn't want to own real estate anymore. Has it been a real headache for him? Not really. He's got a professional management company that manages it. They do a great job. The property was built in 2012. 
he's really financially secure. Okay, I obviously. guess he just wants to simplify his life. And he wants to simplify his life. And he's just at that point where he's like, you know, I'm just going to pay the tax and sell and put the cash in the bank. For him, it's peace of mind. Sure. So what I find for a lot of sellers is we have to really dig into what what's their motivator. If they could wave a magic wand once and could take their current existing property and go into something new and different, what would that look like? Because mm-hmm. some people say, I want ease of management. Okay, that tells me they probably don't want to go into multifamily. They probably want to go into a triple net commercial building where the tenant is responsible for everything and they just get a check in the mail. But some of the drawbacks of those type of properties, as an example, a lot of times the rent is fixed for five years. You have little rent increases where the rent can go up, say, 3% per year annually. But that's a big difference between multifamily where now your rent can go up 9.9% or whatever the rent cap is plus CPI. Sure. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So... Sometimes there's trade-offs. Do you still want to be a multifamily? And if you do, I I own apartments, so don't get me wrong. Apartments are a great property to own for commercial real estate, but there's some people that are just starting to see the changes that are happening in Portland right now for the screening laws that are happening. And they're really concerned those will pass statewide within the next 12 to 24 months. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about in past podcasts, that's going to be a game changer because that will put more mom and pop operators who self-manage, that's going to put them under the gun. They're going to have tough situations where their tenants are going to potentially create issues for them. And they may or may not know how to handle that. If they don't handle it properly, they can be sued. So there's kind of a target painted on their back right now for being savvy, knowing what they're doing, and really learning the laws. And there's so much to it with the laws, it's hard to know it all. So for a lot of my clients, I look at where are you at right now and where do you want to be? And one of the questions I ask my client, if you were sitting here three years from today, looking back, what would need to happen in order for you to be happy? with your real estate portfolio? That's a good question to ask. You know, some people say, well, I want to be on a beach. You know, I I don't want to work. And But, you know, if they're working a day job right now and their real estate portfolio is generating them $500 a month in cash Cash flow, I'm probably not going to be able to help them quit their day job (laughs) and go live on a beach in three years. So it has to be realistic, but what they really want to do- They could live on a beach, but they just wouldn't have a house to go to. They just have to stay on that beach. Do a little bit of fishing for food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. We can always get them there. It's just what they like the quality of life. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it really sounds like it's, you know, for those people that have properties, uh, it is kind of a case by case basis. It's like, you know, everybody's individually, you know, unique, right? It really is. And every property is different mm-hmm. because, you know, to me, it starts with the numbers. I'm an analytical person by nature. So I like to look at their current rent roll in the last three years of their real estate schedules and their tax returns. Because mm-hmm. a three-year history will tell me how that property is performed. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I analyzed a 150-unit apartment complex. And The owner has a professional management company that's doing a great job for them. When you drive by the property, it's got great curb appeal. Well-maintained. Well-maintained. Shrubs and landscaping looks great. The Mm -hmm. exterior of the building looks great. 
But interestingly <clears throat> enough, when I looked at the last three years of their income and expenses, their expenses are really high. So we're seeing on that particular property, we're seeing almost a 60% operating expense. Oh, wow. Where industry standard is about 45%. So by looking at the numbers, I'm able to analyze it and look at it not only how has it performed in the last three years, but looking at it then through the eyes of a buyer, how will it perform when they take ownership? And the reason that's important is if I'm representing the seller, I have to be able to defend that most probable sales price. When I tell a seller, here's what your property can sell for, I have to be able to defend that number and explain to an appraiser, a buyer's broker, or the buyer, here's how I derived at this sales price. And mm-hmm. here's how this property should perform based on the last three years of expenses. Is that what you typically go by uh, three years or is it one year, five years? That's a great question. Really three years. Okay. And the reason that you don't want to do just one year is what if last year they minimized on maintenance and repair and just scrimped by knowing sure. that they were going to sell? Kind of fudge the numbers a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at three years, you really get that trend and you mm-hmm. start to see how the property has performed. Okay. All right. Well, like I said, it's a it's kind of a case by case basis. If somebody is a property owner and has been thinking about maybe selling, uh, maybe trading up, how can people contact you? You can call me at 541-912-6583. Website? Best place to go is eugene-commercial.com. And I've got an easy little app that you can click on and book an appointment online or reach out to me on my website. Renee, thank you so much. Thanks, Barry. She is here to help you. Once again, 541-912-6583 or eugene-commercial.com. Thanks for listening.